Welcome to Beyond the Summit. This is Scalability's series of podcasts where we have some really interesting chats to some really interesting Northwest business leaders. If you want to hear more in the series, hit subscribe. And if you'd like to learn a little bit more about what we do, visit us at scale-ability.co.uk. Today, we'd like to welcome Donna Kirkham from Travel Counsellors. Hello, Donna. Hi. Thank you for joining us. Um, Okay, let's start off. If you could tell us a little bit about um, you and your business, please. Sure. Um, So I currently run my own travel business, which is part of the Travel Counsellors franchise. I've had my own business now for 14 years, um, working from home, which is great, gives me massive flexibility and my own boss, which I absolutely love. Um, I have basically worked in travel my entire life. So I left school at 17 and went to work for AT Mays at the time, which um, not many people have heard about these days. So I did that and I was on a YTS, which is now an apprenticeship. Um, Loved it, but spent the first 12 months stamping brochures and stamping brochures. And I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if this was, this is what I want to do. Um, and then one day I got to go on the counter and it, it was bizarre times because it's when people used to come in to the travel agents with a brochure and say, I want this holiday on page 16 and it's this price. And I want the supplement from the back that is that price. And that was it. And then they'd go away and they'd come back and pick up the tickets, you know, a week before they traveled. Times have changed so, so much. Um, I moved on from 80 Mays, went to work for Lumpolly, um, time where we were called the Lumpolly Dolly Birds because the uniform was classed as amazing at the time. It was a red and white striped uniform. You had to wear red lipstick to match the uniform. Um, fun times, really, really fun times. And I got to start traveling with my job when I worked for Lumpolly. Um, my first educational was to Benidorm. And I thought, oh my God, this is the real world. You know, it's an, it's another it's another place. It's another, you know, it's fantastic. And I left Lumpolly and went to work for the Thomas Cook Group. Started there on the counter selling holidays and pretty quickly became assistant manager. That was based in Rochdale. Then moved over to um, Leyland where I became branch manager. And that was interesting because part of that role I didn't enjoy because as branch manager, you got your own office, which was fabulous, but it was upstairs and you weren't in the hustle and the bustle of things. So you were kind of quite isolated from the day-to-day business and you were isolated from the actual fun parts of being a travel agent, which is selling the holidays and, you know, trying to match that perfect holiday to to that client. So after a few um, after a few years there, I took an opportunity to go and work with Thomas Cook down in Peterborough in their customer services department. Absolutely loved it, but it was only a secondment. It was only for six months, so returned. But actually then moved to Thomas Cook in Burnley and um, loved the role, loved the place, but it just wasn't giving me what I wanted from my travel career. So I took quite a big leap and I moved from being a travel agent to becoming a tour operator and went to work for Air Tours in Rottenstall. Um, Great times, so much fun, met so many people. And my role there was as a customer services consultant, dealing with issues when people came back from their holidays. 
all sorts of issues, things you wouldn't believe. Um, you know, complaints from I was sat on the aeroplane and the lady next to me was of a larger size. It made my seating pitch uncomfortable. Um, but that lady that was sat next to her had actually paid for her because they were friends on the booking. Um, we had other situations where people had gone on five-star holidays and then sent in examples of the loo roll that was in their room because it was only two-ply, not four-ply, so it wasn't up to five-star standards, all sorts of things. Um, and then my role kind of like developed into working for the specialist side of the business, which was Tradewinds Holidays. And that was all long haul specialist. So that was your holidays to Thailand, to the Maldives, to Florida. And it was it was a more complex part of the business because it wasn't just your bucket and spade, your one weeks and your two weeks packages. Um, and during that role, um, I also became incident control manager, which was such an interesting part of the role, but also a really, really difficult part of the role. Because as incident control manager, when something major happened, you had to just down tools and set up an incident control team um, in an isolated room away so that the day-to-day -day business could continue. <clears throat> so structure kind of fell out of the window. So whoever was a line manager in the day-to-day -day business wasn't necessarily a line manager in an incident control room. So at this point, as a supervisor, I was incident control manager. So when we had um, September the 11th, when we had tsunamis, and the, the difficulties in those times were that you still had people traveling, you had people affected by the incident, but you also had people overseas that were either due to fly somewhere else or due to fly home. September the 11th was particularly difficult because the complete airspace closure. So nobody was flying anywhere. Um, people were scared. People were frightened. People didn't want to get in planes. Um, we had the task of identifying where all of our clients were and working really closely with the foreign office to confirm that we'd found all our customers, that they were all safe, they were all well, which September the 11th was, you know, a real success. Um, when we dealt with the tsunami, we did lose a client. So we did have to repatriate um, a body. And that was that was a really difficult part. And um, I think the element of that that I enjoyed was being able to support the family through it, um, being able to support the family through a difficult time, um, you know, while still doing my role and still being involved. Um, there's other times where we've had a cruise liner that completely sank. Um, everybody got off, which was absolutely fine. But people then that were getting off the cruise ship didn't have any personal belongings. And this was out in the Far East. So we then had to obviously clothe everybody, look after everybody, accommodate everybody. But as well as that, it's things like when they landed back in Manchester Airport, they didn't have their car keys, but their car was at Manchester Airport. They didn't have their house keys. So, you know, there's all sorts of elements in the role that I absolutely loved. Um, and then things progressed. Tradewinds merged with Bridge and Cresta, which was City Break Specialists. And then Air Tours merged with Thomas Cook. So I went full circle and ended up working with Thomas Cook again. Um, and that was as the operations and customer services um, manager, which was all sorts of things, but all the nasty side of holidays. So 
flight changes, accommodation changes, you think you're going to the Maldives tomorrow, your accommodation's overbooked, um, right the way through to working with the duty office, so when people were in resort, if they had issues, um, and also when they came home, so if things hadn't been perfect, you know, liaising with the suppliers to, to try and alleviate any complaints and, and that kind of thing. And then redundancy came up. I was relocating at the time from Accrington to File Coast, and I just saw it as an opportunity. So I took redundancy and um, about 12 months later, set up my travel counsellor's franchise and the rest is history. Wow. I mean, it sounds like you've been through every possible emotional journey dealing with people's <laughs> holidays that, that could be. Just talk me through, Donna, how is, um, as a manager in that situation of, of those critical incidents, how how difficult is that to manage the people that are in your team? And how do you how do you lead them to not take all that home with them and, and, and you know, and leave it at work? Um. I think it's hard and it depends on the incident. Every incident is quite exclusive. And I think the most difficult was um, September the 11th and the tsunami because um, it wasn't isolated to being your job. It was all over the news. It was all over the press. So you'd, you'd, when you're in an incident, we'd do 12-hour shifts. So you'd go in at eight, finish at eight. You'd be exhausted because, you know, it's physically and mentally draining um, but then you'd go home and you'd put the telly on and then it's on the telly and it's the last thing you want to see when you've been dealing with it all day but also you want to be you know up to date with the information you want to know what's going on um, so that was particularly hard um, and I think it's it's coaching three people through their roles getting them to understand that what they did yesterday in their day job isn't what they're there to do today in this position. I think it's important that you utilize people's best skills. So you need to know, you know, the team that you're picking need to be the right team. They need to gel. They need to work together. They need to support each other. Um, because sometimes, you know, clients can get frustrated, get irated, um, get irate, sorry, because they don't understand the whole situation. So for example, you know, our priority with September the 11th was the people that were in resort. We had to account for everybody and make sure that everybody was safe and well. But you then also got people that are ringing up to say, well, I'm going on holiday next week and what's going to happen to my holiday? And it's like, well, that's next week. Um, and it isn't a priority at the moment. And it wasn't a priority for us, but it is a priority for them. You know, that's their holiday. That's what they've saved all year for. And it might now be going out the window because, you know, this situation's happened. So it's also, you know, it's being there to support the team um, at a team level, but also on a one-to-one -one level so that you can identify if somebody's struggling or if somebody's having a difficult time or having a difficult conversation. And also, you don't know what people are going through at home. So they might be bringing things from home in, but feeling that, you know, I've committed to being on this support team, so I've got to do it. But my whole life at home is falling apart. Um, so it's, it's just really being there for the team. I think that's the most important thing, being open, being honest and allowing them to have, well, almost inviting a culture where it's, you know, it's an open speaking um, culture where 
kind of anything goes and it's fine. You know, if you're unhappy, that's fine. If you're angry, if you're frustrated, it's fine. But come and talk to me, um, you know, and take an hour out. You know, it's fine. Um, it's just understanding everybody's kind of abilities to manage because not everybody can manage in situations to the same to the same limits. It sounds like you've um, you've picked up a, a whole host of, of really valuable leadership skills along along the way there, and um, I would yeah definitely agree. Openness and, and honesty and transparency is is always the best way to deal with people. I believe you know pe- we all know when we're being uh, sort of led down the garden path, don't we? Or somebody's being insincere. So yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, definitely valuable skills there. Um, what else have you learned uh, along the journey so far? Then. Uh, Donna, that, that really sort of helps you drive your business forward and, and gives you passion to carry on with it every day? Um, I think what I always, what I found when I went, you know, when I when I started up as, as a travel counsellor was um, the opportunity to go back to speaking to the customers again and having that kind of like time where, you spend quality time with them understanding what it is that they want from their holiday because not everybody is the same. And it is vitally important that that initial conversation, you get to understand the clients that you're dealing with and what's important to them. And, you know, my business, I feel very blessed. I've got a, quite a successful business now. And it, but it's it's taken a lot of time. It's taken a lot of learning. But what I, one thing I do understand is that, you know, some of my clients may come to me and say, oh, you know, we just want a week in Mallorca. We've got this amount of budget. Um, or somebody might come to me and say, right, we want to go to the Maldives. We want to fly business class. You know, it's all about the experience being right. It's got to be the right hotel. It's got to have a Japanese restaurant. It's got to have this. It's got to have that. And, you know, on both scales, that holiday is just as important to everybody irrelevant of the cost of the holiday um because they've still worked just as hard for their money and you know that time out with their loved ones with their families whatever they want to do on their holiday it's such an important time and some people only get one holiday a year um others get you know six seven eight a year um but it's it's investing that time and listening. I think that's one of the key things is listening. Um, you know, one of my clients, um, and I never got to the bottom of it, um, would only stay in a hotel that had a pool with rounded edges. Wouldn't stay in a hotel that had square or rectangular swimming pools. They had to be rounded edges. Um, and at the time, I didn't really have the confidence to ask why. Now, I think um, I would do because curiosity would get the better of me. And I kind of like regret never finding out. Um, but you never know. One day I'll find out and I'll let you know. <laughs> You'll have to maybe try and social media stalk that person and say, can I just ask? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's probably a really good social media campaign, actually. Yeah. yeah. What is well, it? that? What quirks have you got about your holidays that, you know, you won't you, you won't go without? Um but yeah, you know, we get some strange requests. We get some funny requests. Um, I've got two amazing clients at the moment that flew out to Tenerife yesterday. Both are partially, well, partially sighted. I don't think they actually have any sight at all. And um, they get themselves to the airport. They get themselves on holiday and they're away now in Tenerife living their best lives. Um, you know, but they're the messaging me all the time, just letting me know where they are, where they are. 
what they're up to. Um, you know, so it's it's great. But equally, I've got other clients who just want me to book the holiday and then leave leave them to get on with it. So it's uh, yeah, it's horses for courses, and it's you know, I'm just blessed, and I am so so grateful for the business that I've got. You know, it's um, it's it's been a tough few years in in the travel industry. So yeah, it's uh, it's nice that it's bouncing back. Yeah, that's great. And it's, it sounds like you've learned some real sort of key lessons around communication and the power of listening there, which, um, you know, is not just as valuable to your clients, but it's really important when you're, when you're leading a team as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And it's, you know, whether you're leading a team, whether you're working independently, it's having those listening skills as well to um, invest in you, invest in your business because I know I remember some time ago I did a training course and one of the ladies was like oh you know you're a bit of a busy fool aren't you and I was like what that's really rude I'm not a fool but I get it you know and I was I absolutely was um so you know I think spending time learning and developing is is so so important when you're running a business hugely hugely um and um whilst I'm I'm potentially going to assume that the answer to this next question isn't going to be the lady that called you a busy fool. However, (laughs) um, have there been any really sort of influential people along your journey that, um, and you know, this might be that you've, you've preened a load of really, really useful tips and hints from them, but um, it it could also be that you learned how not to do things from somebody as well. Uh, So, you know, who are those people that that have, have really sort of stood out in your journey so far? Yeah, I think throughout throughout my time, um, there's been various individuals that have kind of have come and you learn things. And like you say, you learn what to do and you learn what not to do. And, you know, you do all these, um, you can do these like colour chart reviews and you kind of go, ah, right, okay, they're red. Right, that's why we didn't kind of like work well together and maybe we could have adapted a little bit more. Um, but, I, you know, as... <laughs> As part of the the Travel Counselors franchise, and, you know, this isn't a sales plug at all for Travel Counselors, but throughout COVID, the support network was phenomenal. Um, The way that they reached out to every single one of us um, was outstanding. Um, You know, it was very much, we are here, we know what you're going through, whatever we can do to help you. Um, And it was just knowing that there was somebody there. But also, there's a group of um, colleagues that I work quite closely with, and we all run our own businesses. We all run them, you know, the same, but very differently. And they're a massive support network because we bounce off each other. And particularly, you know, going through COVID, it was a really difficult time. And I remember in the March when it all started to happen, in April, when everybody's holidays were starting to get cancelled, it was a really, really difficult time because I was trying to homeschool a 10-year-old. I was, um, I could see that my business was wobbling and starting to crumble with no concept of what was ahead. Um, because, you know, September the 11th, tsunami, any other incidents, the ash cloud, they came and they went. But this kept going and going and going. And it was it was really, really difficult because all the work that you'd done to, to build these holidays and create these holidays, they were all falling apart. 
And while all the holidays were falling apart, all of my earnings were also disappearing. So I was working three times as hard and actually losing money doing it. And it was soul destroying. It was, you know, it was a really, really difficult time. Um, But I also feel blessed that at the time I was introduced to -to peer-to-peer networking. And it was a bit of a lifeline, actually, because I got to spend time online with a group of entrepreneurs, business owners that were all having their own individual issues, concerns, um, dilemmas. And it was amazing. You know, you could kind of like pour your heart out to this group of people that you've never met. Some of them I have met since. and Nobody looks like they did on Zoom. Um, You know, and I've made some really great connections from, from that network as well. And I think I learned a lot from everybody that was on my peer-to-peer networking. Um, I learned a lot from travel counsellors and how they supported the team, but also colleagues and other um, people that work within the travel industry as well, because everybody just helped each other out. And, you know, if anybody was having a really difficult day or week, it was like, you know what, I'll, I'll take over your business for this week. I'll, I'll, I'll sort it. Um, so I don't think there's any one individual. Um, there's just a lot of people that I'm kind of like grateful that have, that have come into my life. And, you know, I've, I have, I've certainly learned a lot from these people. Yeah, you're not the first person that's, you know, spoke similarly about peer networks. I attended one in a, a previous role and um, I likened it to to counselling for business leaders. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because it is, you know, it's yeah. that cathartic process of um, of not feeling like you're on your own. Leadership can be a very, very lonely place at times, um, yeah. you know, and, and couple that with the vast majority of leaders also suffering with a bit of imposter syndrome. Yeah. Um, you know, you feel you should have all the answers. You are supposed to know all these things, but, you know, we yeah. don't. We're human beings. And yeah. it's really, really, um, it's really nice, isn't it, to hear from other people. And you think, oh, gosh, it's not just me. You know, you've yeah. been in business 20 years longer than I have and you feel the same. Oh, I feel so much better. <laughs> yeah. And that's it, you know, and it's you, you You do find that you gel with with some more than others in the group. You know, it's it's a whole transition process, isn't it? Because at first you're all kind of like sat on the Zoom call and it's all now it's all face to face, I assume, again, which would be amazing. Um, but it's it is bizarre because you go on there and you've got to expose yourself. You know, you've got to let go. You've got to be honest um, and you've got to say when you're struggling. And it's you know, it's amazing how many people then kind of go, oh, yeah, well, I actually went through a similar thing. Um, and this is what I did. You know, and it's not that that's what you then have to do to fix it or resolve it or that you can take snippets, um, you know, and, and you do and you learn from it. And it's, yeah, it. I, I can't, you know, I think business development, I think the peer networking, you know, having a business coach as well, um, because I always thought, you know, I've been in travel 30, crikey, 32 years. I know what I'm doing, 42, 42 years maybe. Um, and I know what I'm doing. What can a business coach teach me? You know, I know how to sell holidays. I know how to organize holidays. I know how to fix them when they go wrong. Um, but I've never, you know, I, I rarely spent time on the business and looking at what I do, why do I do it, how do I do it? And, you know, looking at 
you don't need to work from seven o'clock in the morning until 10 o'clock at night. You've got to find that cutoff point. And it's fine to say no to people. It's fine to say, actually, that's not my speciality. Um, but let me find somebody that can help you. Um, and equally, it is fine to walk away from situations that aren't right for you and your business. But it's knowing that it's fine to do that. Um, you know, and it's understanding the direction that you want your business to go in as well. Um, so, yeah, so I'm, I'm just learning all the time, all the time. I think sometimes with a coach as well, um, you know, they're not necessarily telling you answers that actually you don't already know yourself, but it, it's it's going through that process and that conversation and and also just having that accountability of, you know, somebody's going to be checking back in in a couple of weeks and <laughs> yeah. those things that we said we were going to work on in your business, how have you got on? You know, that yeah. just having that is is key sometimes, isn't it? You know, a lot yeah. of a lot of the clients we work with say that it's 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 as much about the accountability actually as it is the process itself yeah the accountability is massive because I'm one of these if it's on my to-do list it has to get done but equally if it's on my to-do list but I've got inquiries I'll deal with the inquiries um but sometimes you know you can get blinded by that and then the actual other things that you need to do to support the business to develop the business don't get done um you know, and there's there's elements of my business at the moment that I am having to look at because of my business coach, um, which are, you know, like I said, when I started, when I first sold a holiday, it was, I want that holiday at £199 with a £52 flight supplement, bingo, that's it. Now, you know, you've got to know, do you need a visa? Do you need to look at the foreign office advice? What are the entry requirements? What are the passport details? Things like since we left the EU, you know, the extra time that's on your passport. So if your passport's issued on the 1st of January 2020 and it's valid until the 1st of March 2030, that January to March in 30, 2030 doesn't even count. It doesn't exist. It's invalid. So it's getting everybody's passport details, then loading them into the airline system. Thankfully, there's a lot less to do now in terms of COVID and, you know, uploading certificates and things like that. But there's a lot of work to do. Um, but as well with my business, it isn't just, you know, you book your holiday and that's it. I will send everybody that books a thank you for booking card. Um, if it's their birthday, I'll get in touch with them when it's their birthday. If their passport expires, I'll let them know that their passport's due to expire in six months' time. Um, when they're on holiday, I will email every hotel that a client goes to to say, you know, these clients are really important to me. Can we leave a little welcome note in the room? Some hotels are great. Some hotels are like, nah, we don't do that. Um, but equally, when everybody comes home, they get a welcome home postcard as well. And it's it's just those little touches it creates a lot of work. So, you know, do I need to look at getting some admin support? How do I do that? What does that look like? You know, is it just, do I do I work with another travel counsellor who's just started and um, who's developing their business? Or do I go completely outside the business and get a virtual assistant? So, yeah, it's, um, coaches are great, but they create a lot of questions and a lot of work. But as well, it is, it's the, it isn't stuff that you don't know. They're just very clever in the way that they ask questions and you actually answer them because you already know the answer and you often know what your business needs, but you just don't have the headspace all the time to actually go, ah, right, 
I need to do that. So yeah, it's it's important. Yeah, it's a re- you know a really really important process to go through, especially when like yourself, you, you know, you're either a, a sole trader, you're working on your own, or you've got a small team. It's so easy to get bogged down in the day to day. You know, like you say, oh, I've got to handle that inquiry because you know that might that might turn into a sale, and 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 that's you know that's huge. Um, yeah. But being able to just take that little step back and and look at things, and 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 that's when you can grow the business to the next level, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, I'm learning all the time. And, you know, I'm, I know I keep saying I'm grateful, but I am so grateful after COVID that, you know, this year has seen me have my best year ever um, in travel, which is fantastic. But I think, well, if I've had my best year ever this year, what can next year give me? Um, So I need to start, you know, writing things down and start taking time out to plan and to work on the business. And, you know, learn, use what I've learned um, instead of just writing till, you know, I have another hour at some point. It's actually investing that time as well. So talking of the future, then what what does the future hold, uh, you know, for your business? Are you, is this always going to be a, a nice lifestyle business or are you looking to employ staff at some point? Um, it's a great lifestyle business because... I can work entirely around, you know, family, around home. Um, I'm actually off to Jamaica in December on a work trip, which is fantastic. And I want to get more of those in now. Um, But yeah, I'd certainly want to expand the business. Um, I've got visions in terms of sales targets where I want to be. Um, I've got an idea on where I want my margins to be. But to do that, and to look at that growth, um, I am going to need to look at a team around me as well. But it, it's scary. I don't like letting go. I'm a complete control freak, you know. And I, I think I need to look at elements of my role where there's less exposure to error or issues. Or because, for example, if I had um, some admin support, and they introduced a. Um, or they put some passport information in incorrectly, you know, that could have all sorts of, of impacts. So it's I need to identify, you know, the tasks within what I do and understand which elements I can hand over and not kind of like freak out about. Um, it's trust, you know, it's a big trust thing. This is my baby. And, um, but I'm also aware that if you have the right people around you, you know, you can you can go for miles. And, and I found that when I when I did have a team of people, I had some amazing people working with me that I could ring them at four in the morning and say, we've got an incident. They'd be in, you know, within half an hour. Um, and I'm grateful for that. And uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, but no, we're going to we're going to get bigger. We're going to we're going to go for it. And hopefully there's no more of those huge incidents or pandemics or anything else bubbling oh. away in the future to, no. to scupper those plans for you, Donna. Absolutely. <laughs> um, and lastly, then, you know, what's um, what, you know, what brought you to this to this lovely area of the file coast in the first place? You know, why why is being in the northwest and having a business in the northwest um, important for you? It's 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 amazing. I love living in the northwest. Um, I'm originally from. North Wales. So 
I moved up because of a holiday romance of all things. It's all to do with travel, isn't it? Um, the holiday romance did end. Um, but then I met my my current husband who lived on the Vile Coast. So it, you know, it just all worked. But I just, I love the culture. I love the values and I love how friendly people are. Um, but, the, you know, the support network that is out there within Lancashire as well is phenomenal. Um, I speak to colleagues that are, you know, from other areas and they don't get the support that we that we get. Uh, and a lot of it we get for nothing, which is crazy. Um, but also there are so many amazing businesses in Lancashire on the file coast and you can tap into all of those through you know networking opportunities through training opportunities and um you know peer networking and things like that because it's like a spider's web isn't it you don't know who knows who and it's reaching out to all those people but yeah I just I love the area um and I just love the people as well so it's fantastic well, it's been absolutely fascinating hearing about your business uh, today, Dora, and even better to hear that you love being in the Northwest so much, as Yay. do we. <laughs> so thank you very much for your time. Um, we wish you the absolute best of luck, uh, and we'll very much look forward to seeing your business grow and grow. Amazing. Thank you. Thanks so much. That's the end of this episode of Beyond the Summit. Thanks for listening. To hear more, hit subscribe, and don't forget to like and share.